Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, in with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are very glad that you are with us here to end the week on the SWAT Radio program. As always, if you have any questions for us or comments, you can call us during the show, at during the program. I, I haven't said show for a while. No, Doug, that's good. At eight four four. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. 844 <laughs> Uh, or an email to ask at SWATradio.com. So, hey, you know, this, uh, by the way, welcome to SWAT Radio. Uh, if you're just tuning in, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Um, and we we are on the air uh, to hopefully present biblical teaching that is practical and relevant. Uh, it, it always is. We shouldn't have to say that, but... Uh, but that's why we're here, and uh, we hope that if you're listening, whether you just somebody gets in a car, turns on, and just happens to be listening, or whether you're a regular listener, that you're encouraged by what you hear coming out of here. I know it's been a tough two years in a lot of ways with political stuff, COVID stuff, everything else going on. And, um, you know, I hope this last week looking at the uh, the the girl, the demonically possessed girl who was – Freed uh, was encouraging for you. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But, you know, this is a great day for you to call in. You go, well, I'm a little nervous about being on the air. That's okay. Uh, you know, you don't have to give your name. Uh, we might ask your name. You can give us a first name. Or uh, you can give us a fake name. I don't care. Uh, but, <laughs> but we give an opportunity for people to call in the last segment of every program. And Fridays especially is kind of like, you can call any time during the program to talk about things, but we would ask that you restrict your comments to questions about the Bible or a biblical worldview or comments about a biblical worldview about um, an issue. So uh, we, we really, you know, I know people uh, during these last two years, there's been a lot of political stuff going on, a lot of political posturing. And and you go, well, we don't want to be political, and we don't. We want to be biblical as we look at politics. We want to be biblical as we look at the world around us. And so, but we would love for you to call in with any questions because you can't do that on a Sunday morning. Raise your hand up while the pastor's preaching at most churches I know and go, hey, what about this passage? Or And so as we're teaching through the week or even anything we say today or just Maybe it's just a question. There used to be a youth group I know, and they used to do a stump the chump question night for kids to ask the youth pastor any question they wanted to ask. And, I mean, we walk around with these spiritual questions that we don't ever ask, and they just mull inside of us. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity, not that we'll know. David and I I may not know the answer. I may be the chump. Yep. But (laughs) we may be able to provide some insight or at least a passage of scripture that might be able to give insight. Yeah. And that's our hope because God's word is our authority and starting point. That's one of the core values of SWAT Bible study and SWAT radio is God's word is our authority. And so we, we 
come underneath that word in every sense, like the, the principles that are there, the directives and imperatives that are there. Now, a lot of people in our present culture, Dave, and you know this is true, they don't, they take the Bible out of context. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're, we're going to be looking at a passage next week on the air as we look at the, um, the Roman jailer who was converted by Paul and Silas when they was there. And Paul says to him, you and your household are going to be saved. Well, a lot of people have taken that to mean, well, if you save the father, then the rest of the house mm-hmm. is saved. People have used that to justify right. infant baptism. Right, right. So there's a lot of scriptures that are taken out of context and people don't understand. Hey, I I learned something this morning and maybe um, I, I, that I never knew. Do you know who Balaam is, right? Yes. He was the prophet in the Old Testament. Yes, in Numbers, right? Yep. Do, do you know he wasn't a Jewish prophet? Correct. And he's, to my knowledge, the only non-Jewish prophet in the Bible, right? Yep. And and he was, he was. Uh, I'm a, I just read this not that long ago, so I'm a little, I'm, I know enough to be dangerous here, speaking of not getting the scriptures right. But he, he was, for lack of a better way to put it, right, he was hired by somebody who was frankly an enemy of Israel. Yes. And I forget his name, but he, Balak, Balak, or Balak okay. B-A-L-A-K. And he wanted him to speak and prophesy against Israel yes. and God wouldn't let him do it. Right. So every oracle that he came out with was, <laughs> was profitable or favorable, if you will, toward Israel uh-huh. and not, not achieving for Balak what he, what Balak wanted it to achieve. Well, if you only read the story in numbers, I think it's around numbers 22. Mm-hmm then you you would just say well why why would god list uh balaam as an evil guy in jude um if that's all you knew because jesus referred to balaam in revelation when he is revealing to john about the message to the church in pergamum and here's what he says But I have a few things against you. This is Jesus talking to the church in Pergamum. He says, you have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, okay? That ought to make your ears perk up. Okay, Mm -hmm. I remember Balaam. He was a prophet, and Balak tried to get him to curse them, but he wouldn't. Right. But if you just read numbers, you go, well, he he never cursed them. But listen what it says. Who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel so that they would eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. Mm. So Balaam, in an effort to get money, compromised because God had revealed to Balaam what? These are my people. I'm not going to curse them. Right. And so Balaam wanted that money, and he kept pushing God and pushing God, and you don't really see it in Numbers, but here Jesus makes a statement he went back to Balak at some point later and says, listen, here's what you do. Get them to work, start worshiping idols and then get them to uh, have sexual immorality. Well, to be with prostitutes back then, they usually were cult prostitutes mm-hmm. or temple prostitutes. So Balaam was not a good prophet. He wasn't a false prophet. He did speak for God at times, 
But he was not a good prophet. He was a wicked prophet. I don't think, I didn't get the impression in reading it in Numbers that he wanted to speak for God. He was forced to because God used uh, yes. him. Yeah. But he didn't, he, he, he was not a God. You know how we've read about Cornelius and Lydia that they were, even God though they didn't, right, they didn't know the message of the gospel until they were taught it. They didn't know much about Jesus, but they were God worshipers. Well, I don't think Balaam, I didn't get the impression that Balaam was that. Well, what I was struck by as I read this morning in my devotion, and this is why it's so important for us, I think, to read devotionally. A lot of times we don't, um, but I'm reading through numbers, Hmm. and I'm reading today. I've read through it, I don't know, at least 100 times, and I've never thought about the fact that Balaam was a non-Jewish prophet. Mm, right, right. I mean, God spoke to him. He he communicated yep. with Yahweh, the Most High, yep. but he was non-Jewish. Yep, yep. And, that, and have you ever thought of that? No, I hadn't thought about that particularly until you brought it up, no. But, but I mean, that's just, that. I don't know why that strikes me, but I just had never thought about mm. that God communicated with this guy who Mm -hmm. was a prophet Mm -hmm. a seer i mean he was somebody that they sought divination from they took money to him to try to get him to curse the people because apparently in the past he had so well and and you know all of this that we're talking about and backing up to what you said earlier about people calling in with questions or how you can't raise your hand during the worship service and ask the pastor (laughs) a question in the middle of the sermon it's a great reminder of the importance of being involved in other um, groups or, or or means of grace, if you will, other than just going on Sunday morning. It's important to go on Sunday morning, of course, and, and to worship and to be taught and to have fellowship. But whether it's SWAT, whether it's our Bible studies, whether it's people calling in on the radio, whether it's a small group at church, whether it's a Bible study like, you know, an adult Sunday school class or whatever it is, those things are where, to your point, you can ask questions and have discussion. Yes. And I would say in my life, you know, being around other mature believers and being in those settings of having good teachers um, and being able to ask questions, that's where you really learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's important for people to, to be involved in those situations so they can ask questions that have been bugging them, and in in a setting where they feel like they have the freedom to ask those kind of questions. Because there's no bad questions, right? Well, there might be. My my dad would say, yeah, there's some bad questions. He was a teacher. No, uh, no, that there there, there might be a bad, but most of the questions. (laughs) You know what I mean, that that we want to be free to be in a, a setting where we can ask something openly that we've always wondered about and not have to carry around maybe a wrong piece of information or a wrong answer but get clarity on it i think that's important well um i i don't know if you catch the briefing very often but i i love that one of the things that dr moeller is doing now is he he takes questions like we we do on friday and he took a question today that comes up quite frequently a lot in our culture now what do you do if you're in a good church like your church is teaching the Bible, it's very conservative in its approach to Scripture. They love Jesus, and but yet that church is part of a denomination that has gone rogue or gone right. liberal. Right? Yep. Should you leave? Yeah. Just well, because your church. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about that because I good, think that's a really that's a good great question. question. Yeah. 
So if you do have a specific question, call us at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we've just been talking about uh, Friday, especially today, being a good day to call in and ask questions or email us with a question. Our number is 844-777-7928, and the email is ask at SWATradio.com. Doug was mentioning a former uh, youth group that he knew where they would have a stump the chump night with questions, and he was looking right at me when he said stump the chump. (laughs) So I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, good day to ask questions on anything that we've covered in Acts uh, over the past many months or or anything that's been talked about this week, specifically about the passage where Paul cast the demon out of the slave girl. But Hey, Dave, I wanted to, before we get into this question about whether you should leave a a church because the denomination has gone rogue, and that's happened with a lot of different major denominations in our country, Um, but I wanted to uh, point out, if you're in Jacksonville, uh, there is an event tonight at uh, Redeemer Church over off Roscoe Road. Redeemer does a lot of cool things. They do um, the big youth event. You know, uh, you know what I'm talking about. The I can't think of the name. Yeah, of it. Oh. I can't think of it either. Oh, okay, man, that's crazy because I know it. I've hold on a second. It's not youth quake or youth quake. Yeah, youth quake okay, live. Youth quake that's live. A, yeah. yeah, you did know. I that's did know. Hey, one for one on the way, way to go. Yeah. Way to go. See, uh, <laughs> youth quake live. Anyway, Redeemer Church in the family auditorium tonight from six to eight. They're having a luau party, uh, a special nation. And the it's called the Special Nations Spring Fling. And they're partnering with Bit of Faith Ranch, which my daughters, in fact, my daughters will be at Bit of Faith tomorrow, riding Ranger 
I think yeah. it's Ranger. Ranger and is Comanche. one of the horses in Comanche. And, yeah. yep. So they, uh, Bit of Faith Ranch is uh, a great ministry to young people with autism or uh, Down syndrome. And they, they go out there and they do riding therapy. Mm-hmm. And my girls love it. I mean, their faces light up. And they, listen, I, I wanted to have the, uh, the person, the, the director of Better Faith on. Uh, we haven't had her on yet, but we'll, hopefully we'll get her on. Uh, because they need volunteers. They could do more people if they had more volunteers. Right. And this is a great ministry. You know, the word says, when you do this to the least of these, mm-hmm. you do it to me. Yeah. Yep. And I just see my daughters and how it, their confidence, because uh, we have two girls with Down syndrome, Abby and Becca, who absolutely love Bit of Faith Ranch, and they're going to love being there tomorrow. So this event tonight, this luau party at Redeemer Church, and, and kudos to Redeemer for hosting it, yep. but uh, they're partnering with Bit of Faith, uh, another uh, uh, another organization called Bridge Haven Academy and another Peace of Heart community mm-hmm. to do this luau party. Dave, do you know what this really is, this yeah. luau party? Yeah, I think, well, uh, Peace of Heart community, I believe, is a special needs group home right there in the Redeemer Church area. Yeah, it's like and right by the way, Roscoe, yeah. right? And we're talking about Roscoe Boulevard and Ponte Vedra. Redeemer's at 190 South Roscoe Boulevard and Ponte Vedra. And there's an organization called the Heal Foundation that's making this event possible tonight, partnering with Peace of Heart Community, which I believe is a special needs group home, Bridgehaven Academy, which is a, a school at uh, that meets at um, at Redeemer, and then Bit of Faith Ranch, which is what you've been talking about. So it's those three uh, organizations in partnership with the Heal Foundation, and I believe the event tonight is to bring awareness to these organizations and also uh, to, to, to uh, potentially raise funds for these organizations. So, um, but bit of faith, just to follow up on what you said, Kelly, uh, my wife has been involved. She's on the board there. Um, the, the, the woman who runs the uh, organization and who hosts it, Tammy is just such a, a wonderful servant to these people. And to your point, when you see the kids out there, whether they have autism or downs or other disabilities, um, the way their faces light up as they do the horseback riding and it helps them with their, their confidence. Oh, listen, the first time Abby went, my daughter, Abby is 16 and Abby is, I, I, maybe she weighs 105, 110 pounds, maybe 115, but she can make her body weigh 500 pounds if she doesn't want to get up. Yeah. I mean, like I get a hernia trying to lift her when she doesn't want to get up. And and kids with Down syndrome can be stubborn, mm-hmm. as you know. And so uh, when she first went out there, she was so shaky about getting on the horse mm-hmm. that um, – but they did such a good job of working with her. And now she loves it. She goes out there, and she's so confident. Yep. And we have just seen her confidence continue to climb – and so we really appreciate Tammy and all the people out at Bit of Faith and Kelly. Kelly's been great. And, uh, and you know, the, and Kelly wanted me to mention this. Sorry to cut you off. But it's it's also, it's not just for the kids. It's it's for the families of these kids. And you know this better than anyone. It, it gives the parents a bit of a respite 
right? Just for a brief oh, time. Oh, the bit of faith, yeah. yeah in well, fact, I think Kelly's a masseuse, and she even does massages <laughs> does. out there sometimes. She for does the parents. for the parents, and and also, and you know, one of the pillars of SWAT is community, and 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 this also gives the families an opportunity to be part of a community. Mm-hmm. Um, where they get to know people out at the ranch, and it's been a real uh, blessing, I think, for these families to be in community and know that. There's somebody that cares, <laughs> you know, yeah. for what they're going through and, um, you know, gives them a little bit of a break. So anyway, the party tonight will have food and games and and uh, goodie bags. And, and what all if kinds you don't have special needs kids? Can you come to the party anyway just I to learn about the ministry? Absolutely. I think anybody is welcome at the party. If you want to learn more about any of these groups, um, uh, the uh, Brookhaven, Bridgehaven Academy, Peace of Heart Community, Bit of Faith, Heal Foundation, I think anybody can come. And listen, if you're out there, can I just encourage you as a parent of two children that um, have some pretty significant special needs, it might be worthwhile. If you've got elementary to middle school kids, even high school kids, maybe bring them to something like this mm. and and learn and teach your children that, one, what my daughters have is not contagious <laughs> they don't have a disease and because so many people you, like Abby and Becca, one of the things about a lot of children with Down syndrome is they just want to hug. Yep. They love hugging. They're so expressive and they're so trusting. And a lot of times they'll go to hug somebody and people will look at them like there ain't no way you're touching me. Mm. And I understand with COVID and all that stuff, people being a little nervous but you know what? There's younger people, elementary age kids, middle school kids, that will look at my children, my daughters, and turn their nose up like, and that's no way for anybody to treat anybody else. My daughters have the image of God on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and they sense rejection. When people turn away from them, mm. it breaks their hearts. Yep. And, and so come to this event just to learn, mm. you know, learn and bring your kids and teach them. You know, these are, I love what they say. Special nation, I think is, you know, special nation. These are children that you can minister to and, and teach your children. You know, these are God's children too. And, uh, I, I just, one of the, I think that's a great need, even within the church, yeah. we, we don't do a lot to train young people. Now, there are some churches that do a good job. They have shadow ministries where they get a person to shadow, you know, a special needs child and kind of just walk with them. Mm-hmm. And But but a lot of churches don't. They're, they don't have a place for special needs kids, and it's hard on the parents. Yep. Uh, and then when their parents go out to eat and they meet people and they treat their kids like, you know, they're aliens from another planet. That's hard. Your kids are the and and I and I this is true for so many others, but your kids are the sweetest girls who who love you and Lori and love people they come in contact with. They love Jesus and um they're just it's such a blessing to be around them. It really is. What? So anyway, just to remind everybody, it's it's 190 South Roscoe Boulevard in Ponte Vedra uh, at Redeemer Church and it's from 6 to 8 tonight. Yeah. And so Hey, for all you people in Mississippi and Virginia, you can call too. Even if you're out west, you can call if you have questions. We were talking about this idea 
of what to do if you're in a local church that is part of a bigger denomination. Your, your local church is teaching the truth. Your pastor is centered. He's gospel-centered. He's focused. But the denomination is going rogue, uh, doing things like uh, blessing homosexual marriage, um, uh, you know, violating Scripture in several ways. How, how do you know when you should leave? Well, Moeller said, and I really agree with this, it's good, that you, you, you know, look for trip wires like little like little flags that say okay this is a flag saying we might ought to consider leaving one would be if the church is no longer able to function in an unquestionable biblical way upon sound biblical conviction mm-hmm. i mean if 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 the church is no longer able to do that they're being told you can't speak truth that might be a, a flag that maybe you ought to either pull the church out of the denomination or leave that church for Mm -hmm. another church. Um, The second thing is if your church requires you to be in support of what's called a, a positive declaration of a position that's not biblical. In other words, listen, if you're part of this church, we're affirming homosexual marriage. If you're part of this church, we're affirming transgender identity. Uh, No, we're not going to affirm something that's delusional right we're not going to affirm something that's unbiblical i mean you know somebody the other day shared a great comment i thought you know if somebody's anorexic you're not going to go to them and say that's okay that's just who you are right right and 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 so we shouldn't do that with transgender issues either it's gender dysphoria and and we should lovingly speak the truth to them instead of affirming a delusion that's not true Mm. and so That would be another flag, and we can pick this up when we come back from the news because I think this is something worth discussing uh, because it's going on more and more as more big mainline denominations are going rogue. Right, and there's a lot of people that may think, and I probably have been in this camp, hey, you know, stay and try to make things better, right? Stay and try to speak the truth, but but at what point— does that become impractical? And to you, and I like what you just said about if you're being asked to infirm untruths. Yeah. You know, so we're going to break for the news. Please come back after. Uh, we're at 844-777-7928 or ask at SWATradio.com. See you on the other side of the news at SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're with us here on Friday, May 13th. And, of course, it means nothing to us. We put no stock <laughs> yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like my dad used to say. He had a friend who was a believer who would always say when something would happen that was clearly God's providence, he would say, what a stroke of sheer luck. <laughs> yeah. As a joke. But, anyway, we're glad you're with us. Call us at 844-777-7928. 
or send us an email at ask at swatradio.com if you have a question. And again, we're just, uh, Doug's been talking about uh, the topic of uh, maybe what, what happens if you're in a church where the denomination has gone rogue and is starting to promote untruth. And, and, and how do we react to that as individual well, believers? Well, and I just want to, you know, people today bring, they bring their own bias to scriptural interpretation without looking at scripture in context. We, you know, when we went out to, when I was in the FBI, when you go to a crime scene, you, you try not to go in with any bias because you miss stuff. Right. If you if you look at a scene, and you're and you're looking and you think somebody did it, and you're not aware of the clues that are there, well, a lot of times in Scripture, people do the same thing. Mm. Almost always, when you hear somebody affirming homosexuality, there's somebody in their family or somebody close to them that is practicing that lifestyle, mm-hmm. and so they weigh that in because they don't want to condemn somebody to being disobedient to God and walking in blatant sin. And so uh, there's a lot of reasons people misinterpret Scripture. One is they take Scripture out of context. Two, they don't, you know, they don't have good biblical training. And, you know, I love uh, in Peter, I'm sorry, not Peter, Timothy. In Second Timothy, when Paul tells Timothy, hey, do your best to present yourself uh, to God as one approved, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. He's saying, he's talking about scripture. Mm -hmm. He's talking about as you proclaim God's word, make sure that you are going through the scripture and, and sharing what it means. And you go, well, there's lots of different interpretations. That's true. But we should be striving toward God's interpretation. There's not many interpretations of scripture. There's one. Now there's many applications of scripture, but we have to know context. And a lot of times uh, we forget, like, you know, we're studying through Acts. Acts is a narrative book. It's not a, a pastoral letter. It's right. a narrative that's right. telling a it's, story. It's historical, right. And so sometimes denominations have taken events in Acts and made them normative. And we wouldn't do that with the Exodus. Right. Like um, nobody's, you know, calling down frogs, right? Today, right? Nobody. But, but the same thing in Acts, we could, we ought to say because God did a mighty work in Acts. He right. was birthing the church right. there, right? And and so people look at some of those things and they say, well, this is normative. And so you have all these wacky beliefs that are out there, and people teaching blatant error. Like if you don't speak in tongues, you're not a believer. Mm-hmm. That's just bold. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's blatantly right. false. Right. That there, there, you know, there's no indication anywhere that John the Baptist ever spoke in tongues. Jesus said he was the greatest guy ever lived. Um, well, was it ever even mentioned or recorded prior to Pentecost? I, was it? Was speaking in tongues ever even in Scripture prior to Pentecost? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was up no. until that moment. Right. And that was a sign of judgment Ab- there. Right. And and so you know what's interesting too, David, is that we're, this last week and next week on the radio we're going to look at the Roman jailer when Paul said, "Hey, he goes, what must we do to be saved?" He says, "Believe on the Lord Jesus," and then it says he taught him and his family the word of God. Mm-hmm. He spoke the word of the Lord, which was the gospel. 
And, and, and you know what the evidence of his belief was? It wasn't speaking in tongues. It was washing the wounds of Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned this about hospitality, right? Right. So I just think as we look at this, now getting back to the question of denomination and when do you leave a church when your denomination goes rogue? Well, you look for these flags, and we said the first one is when if you're taking a stand for biblical truth and the church is telling you not to, that's one flag. When the church is telling you you have to positively affirm something unbiblical, that's another flag. And at some point, you may say, even though they preach Jesus here in this church, they're telling me I have to affirm something that's unbiblical. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can stay. Yeah. Um, well, that reminds me of uh, one of the things you said in the in the in the study, and maybe you've said it on the radio this week about the passage with the slave girl, where the demons, whenever somebody in, in scripture is shown to be demon possessed, so often the demons acknowledge who Jesus is. Yeah. I think of the you know you mentioned this, but I think of the. The demoniac in the tombs, and Jesus sent the demons into the pigs, and they all said, "What do you want with us, Jesus Most High?" It's you know, don't don't send us into the pit, right? And and there's all kinds of examples of that where they speak truth when they're in the presence of of God and they acknowledge who Jesus is. Um, but your point is they're still evil, and just because they're speaking truth, they don't bend their knee, they yeah. don't surrender to Jesus, and and that Jesus doesn't need the publicity of of demons and, mm-hmm. and and in the same way i i maybe and i'm just thinking of this now but when you mention that about a church might say well we're, we're preaching jesus but if they're if they're asking you to affirm something that's biblically that goes against what the bible teaches then that's maybe similar to <laughs> what we're talking about with the demons right if, if you would have listened if you would have listened to david koresh early in his right. in his his little journey there you, he was saying a lot from Revelation. He was teaching a lot of stuff that was right out of the Bible. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he was teaching it correctly. Right. right. But he was using Scripture for his own benefit. Peter Popoff is a fraud. He is him and his wife on TV still sending out holy water to people. Mm-hmm. I, I saw an infomercial on them about a week or two ago. And he's already been exposed two or three times. And he's telling people, if you pray and get this holy water and rub your hands in it and then pray, God's going to give you a blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but but if you listen to him in between his calls for buying the holy water or getting the holy water, he says a lot of biblical stuff. Yeah. And you go, well, how can he do that? Well, because what does the scripture say? That Satan can appear even as an angel of light. Sure. And I just, uh, I think... You have to really pray about, is this time for me to leave? Because no, nobody should tell you when to leave. Mm. Because like you said earlier, Dave, you may be God's missionary there. Right. You know, you may be a guy who's speaking truth. Maybe God wants you there for a time period, and then you you move on. But there may come a point when you say, I can't sit under this anymore. Mm-hmm. They're telling me to violate a biblical truth. They're telling me I can't affirm this biblical truth. Right. And and it may be to the point where mm-hmm. you have to move on. Well, when we've been thinking about and talking about, you know, in this passage, being a warrior for truth and being a warrior for mercy and being a warrior for love, you know, the, the norm for me, 
I think about being a, a warrior for truth out in the world, right, a- amongst unbelievers. But it may very well be that somebody's a warrior for truth in a church setting that is going off the rails, right? I mean, that's another mission field. It, it really could be. Especially in America. Yeah. There's lots of churches that are off the rails yeah. Uh, spiritually. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think I got this from Alistair Begg one time, but it's nothing, you know, that's that profound. But I remember him saying, ignorance breeds confusion, right? And if you don't know the scriptures and know what the Bible says, then you're going to believe mm-hmm. anything that sounds kind of good. And, and and what is the devil a master at? And that is he doesn't he knows better than to just say things that are so or promote things that are so outrageous mm-hmm. that people just go, Oh, that's that's not true. So he takes things, he takes the truth and he perverts it mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Twists it. And changes it so that there's elements of it, to your point, appearing as an angel of light that sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the Bible really says, just like he said to Adam and Eve, did God really say, you know, pe- this happens all the time, right? People might be taught or be aware of the truth, but then that comes to them. Well, God didn't really mean that. Did God really say that? And they don't. if you don't know what he really said, then it's easy to be manipulated, even, even as— Strong believers, we got to be careful of that. So, well, you know, one of the one of the principles that we looked at was being a warrior for mercy, a bold warrior for mercy, setting captives free, destroying strongholds, and we talked specifically about how all belief systems, other than Jesus as Messiah, are demonic. Mm. All of them, and, well, and, and you yeah. know, and and yeah. listen, it doesn't. There are belief systems out there that are very close. In fact, they may affirm Jesus is a prophet. They may affirm that Jesus was a good teacher. And in that, I'm including Islam mm-hmm. and even Judaism without Jesus. Yeah. Because Judaism without Jesus is not true Judaism. Right. Right. Jesus was the fulfillment of the Jewish tabernacle in the temple and the sacrificial system. And so if you don't have jesus right you have a false religion and 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 i immediately think of the scriptures that refer to jesus as a stumbling block yes because when you say that how many people even maybe now listening to us their hackles are going up and and what do you mean you're going to tell me that all these other paths to god are incorrect and false and the answer is yes yeah but nobody likes to hear that no they don't they don't and and you know I've been in this conversation with different people and you hear the word, you hear the term, right? Or the question or the comment. Well, that's not fair of God. That's not fair. All these other ways, all these people believe all these other things. There's only one way. That's not fair. Well, of course the answer is to that. I my, I come back with you, right? It's incredibly unfair in our favor yeah. because if God were fair and just, he'd wipe the whole earth out. We'd be gone. And we'd be under his wrath and help for the, for eternity, but the fact that he's gracious and loving and boldly merciful, we have he he, he provided the solution in Jesus, and he didn't have to do any of that. So the idea that he's not fair, and he only did it one way, well, the fact that he did it at all is incredibly gracious. Yeah, every other belief system is works based. Only Jesus is grace alone. So. 
We are getting ready to break for our final segment here, prior to our final segment. Call us at 844-777-7928 in this last 15-minute segment, or send us an email at ask at swatradio.com. And we will be back on the other side to wrap up the week here on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray in the co-host seat today along with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries on Friday here to wrap up the week. And we're glad you're with us. We've been talking about um, a lot of different things today, but yeah. about uh, about churches that may be part of a denomination that are promoting uh, ideas that are against what the Bible teaches and how would you handle that as an individual. And we've also been looking a little bit uh, to wrap up this passage in Acts uh, verses 16 and chapter 16 verses, uh, actually it was verse, um, yeah, 16 through, what was it, Doug? Uh, uh, 24, I think. Yeah, 16, 16 through, through 24, 24 about the uh, the slave girl that was being uh exploited by her owners and used for profit and uh who was telling fortunes and 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 uh was demon possessed and you know doug you mentioned in the teaching i i guess i never really thought about this but that she was probably what seven to ten years old yep a little girl unbelievable when you think of it that way i i, I guess i would always picture maybe like a a teenager not that that makes it that much better but to to think of a a girl in the situation who's seven to ten is is very very sobering yeah, you know, and I, I shared a couple of weeks ago um, about a young lady um, named Megan Connors, who the uh, who the chosen uh, ran a, a video on, uh, and if you put in Megan Connors, the chosen, her um, it'll come up uh, there. Uh, um, it, it, she, it, they they did a video i think if you do that I, I maybe i need to double check that because her her testimony was so powerful uh because she she uh grew up basically abused 
and uh, and she was trafficked, uh, and she was abused from the time she was a little girl, and um, she went into prostitution because she was controlled and put into uh, that lifestyle, and um, you know they did this uh, full video on her story. And she said, you know, when I was a prostitute and I was taking drugs to numb the pain, I know people thought I wanted to be in this lifestyle. I never want. Every time I tried to leave, I got beat up. Mm -hmm. And you eventually just get tired of being beat up. And I think about all the men that slept with her, all the men that abused her, because that's what that was, is abuse. Mm -hmm. Sleep with somebody who's forced to be in a lifestyle is abuse. Whether whether it's uh, physically with them or watching them on a video. And I think of this 7 to 10-year-old girl. Think about a 7 to 10-year-old girl. You're talking talking about a sec, second grader, third grader, at the most a fifth grader. I mean, and her slave owners were using her. And Paul says, come out. He spoke to the demon. He says, come out which immediately took away their source of income and their ability to abuse her in that way and use her for profit like that. And he set her free. And, um, you know, we're the warriors for mercy today who are destroying the strongholds. I think of Hadassah's hope, which is the ministry that's going into the strip clubs to the women and the men who go sit in the parking lot while their wives go in to minister to mm-hmm. the women mm-hmm. and I, I, may God raise up a thousand more churches that will partner and do that kind of ministry. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> the people who are, the people who are protesting outside the justices homes, I think about where's the zeal for the men to protest outside the pornographic studios and the mm-hmm. the uh, the places on the highway. In Texas, you, every every exit you see a you know porn place mm-hmm. that you can stop and get pornography. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to do that; you can get it on your phone or your computer. But we're the men who saying enough. These women are trafficked; they're abused. This is not it's not right. Yeah. And I think uh, you and I talked a lot about it um, before about how you don't think about them being trafficked. Right. You don't think about them being victimized. Right. Because most of the time when men look at that, they're only thinking about their own sexual needs, their own their desires, yeah. their lust, whatever. And the, I, I think of First Thessalonians Day 4 where it says God is an avenger. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. You know? Well, not only are... are, are <laughs> guys thinking about their own needs but the business promotes itself in such a way that makes it sound like the women that are involved to your point want to be there yeah and that they're getting pleasure out of this as well and you know when i heard your your, i I was mentioning that i listened to the podcast this morning from last week and i heard you talking about this again and, uh, and about the trafficking and things like that you know it's very convicting to me because there's certainly been part times in my life when I have been guilty of, of lust and guilty at looking at things that I shouldn't look at. And, and 
And I did so in many ways without stopping to think about the people on the other end and the exploitation and the trafficking. And and I think that's the way, A, you know, I'm primarily guilty, right? Mm-hmm. But also it is packaged in such a way so that you don't think about those things. And I think that we need to be reminded and teaching on, you know, your teaching on this passage is a great reminder and a convicting reminder mm-hmm. of what's really going on. And, you know, I, I agree about, you know, where's the zeal for, for protesting and things like that. But I also think it's a good reminder that just in our one-on-one conversations, right, that this is a very shameful topic, right? It's a very yeah. deep and shameful topic. And, you know, um, I've talked to plenty of guys about my own experiences and, 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 and other people's experiences, and it's a very deep-seated shameful thing that guys carry around and i and i just think that as believers and as we sharpen each other and talk to each other you know this is a topic that you can't necessarily talk about you know to everybody right but you find people that you can talk to and you you never know what's going on with somebody else and and there might be an opportunity to help somebody in that situation and to and to get them thinking along the lines of of what we're talking about that this is not only is it sinful, of course, in God's sight for a myriad of reasons, but it's exploiting and victimizing people on the other side of it. Yeah. Well, listen, if you, um, I, I want to tell you, some people are going, uh, well, I don't know how to get to Megan Connor's story. Um, if if uh, you can go to YouTube, search The Chosen go to our page, the the Chosen YouTube page, then click on our video, or the Chosen video, Megan's story and her connection to Mary Magdalene, mm. or Mary Magdalene uh, transformed her. And uh, and you can watch it there because people are like, Where, I, I, I can't find it because if you just Google it, you can't. You go to YouTube and search the Chosen and then go to this Chosen page on YouTube and then click on the Megan story. It is a very disturbing but powerful mm. video. And yep. I tell you, it, it is probably one of the most moving videos mm. I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and so pray for her. She's still in hospice care, by the way. Um, oh, because she's sick right now. She's dying. Right? Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. Well, and just to add to that, obviously check out and look at Megan's story. But if you haven't seen the chosen and you know what I found out the other day, I was talking to a guy who's him and his wife believers. And I said, Hey, do you see the chosen? You're looking forward to season three. Well, no, what's that? Yeah. There's a lot of people like it's, it's crazy. The chosen is a great television series that you get for free. Right. You can go to YouTube and watch it or you can download the the app. app. Right. The chosen app. And, and you were mentioning Mary Magdalene and, and, you know, I I hadn't thought a lot about Mary Magdalene or or maybe been taught that much about her prior to this, but the way the chosen portrays scripture and and portrays the way that Jesus transforms Mary Magdalene and the relationship that she has with him is very very powerful. There's a lot of things in the chosen. I think the scene with with Nicodemus at night, I think the scene of the wedding at Cana, um the woman at the well, the Samarian woman at the well, very very powerfully done 
and and very true to scripture in those in those major uh, accounts. Mm-hmm. But the Mary Magdalene story, the way the chosen handles that, is is really really good. Yeah, it, well, and I I like the way it handles Peter too. Absolutely, and all and, of them, and yeah. even Matthew, they portray Matthew as autistic, which is. Or at least on the spectrum, yeah, right. which is interesting because a little rain manish, right? Yeah, a little bit. But like you know, people go, "Well, it doesn't say anything about that." No, it doesn't. Uh, but it doesn't say that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they and based on numbers, the way he wrote and stuff, they could say it could be on the spectrum a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And remember, it's a TV show, right? It's on it, all the on all the major accounts. I have found it to be very, very true to the scriptures. Yes. And where he takes the liberty a little bit is to kind of fill in some backstory. Yeah, and what their lives were like and things like that. So, and Dallas Jenkins has said, as you've pointed out, it's not a Bible study. No. It, it's, it's, a, it's a TV series, but it is so well done, and I think it really gives brings to life that culture and, and, and the, the fact that the disciples and all the, the, the people around Jesus, and of course Jesus himself, were were real people with real problems and issues and and they faced a lot of things it's just it's really good yeah hey well we have come to the end of the program and uh one more time i want to let you know about the luau tonight at redeemer church from six to eight six to eight and uh we'd love for you to join us there Lori and i will be there uh are you going to be there Uh, for part of it yeah well we'll be there for part of it too come by and say hi and uh support Uh, this special uh, ministry and i hope you have a great weekend dave thank you for sitting in this week and uh, monday i'll be back with brad sykes he'll be on next week and i hope you have a great weekend god bless you and thanks for listening to swat radio If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening